everyone. Welcome to Community Roots, a place where we gather in community to talk about mental health so we can travel the journey of life together. As always, I'm Samuel Richards. I'm Julie Richards. And I'm Sarah Wakefield. I wasn't, I wanted to put that as always in there, just in case you're confused. <laughs> like we switch <laughs> seeds sometimes. <laughs> uh, no, um, yeah, you know, uh, I'm excited for this. We're going to do another trail mix episode, which is fantastic. Uh, another day to pick out your, you know, the chocolates of the group and kind of leave the raisins behind. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it that some people like raisins and some people don't? Do you notice that? Like if you make an oatmeal raisin cookie or if you have something with raisins, it's like there are people that are like, "Ooh, raisins, no. And then other people are like, oh, yeah. Raisins are controversial. You know, if I smell cinnamon and raisins and I'm like, okay, this seems like a good cinnamon raisin cookie. But if I look at it and I see, ooh, chocolate chip cookie and I grab it and I look closer and it's a. And then you go, that was a raisin. (laughs) (laughs) I've been lied to. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Raisins are just could be chocolate. (laughs) The healthier version. (laughs) Yeah. Potentially. Well, yes, we're here for a trail mix today and we are reflecting these these episodes, these segments that we're doing on trail mix, just to remind you all, since they're a little bit new still, it's a chance to kind of pause and reflect. It's what you would say could be journal prompts or how do I take what I'm learning and um, make it more personal to me and more experiential. So it's not just I'm getting head knowledge and building cognitive muscle, but instead I'm trying to be more embodied and have integration of the things I'm learning. And I'm actually sitting to digest them. I'm almost like pausing on the trail a little bit, sitting on the rock, have my journal with me. Some people like to journal, um, in an actual book and a pen or, um, sometimes digitally, or sometimes even just within your own mind, you don't, maybe want to use the journal, that's okay. Don't disregard the episode because of that. It's just a chance to pause and reflect. So what we've been talking here recently about on Community Roots, the whole um, season three has been on how to be a healthy human, but recently we've talked about triggers and unconscious dynamics. So how are the things impacting us all the time, almost like on our computer the things that are in the background that are always running and taking up energy, um, but we're not always aware of them until we kind of do a a check-in to notice them. So um, yeah, we're going to reflect today on unconscious dynamics and triggers. I I think that's important too. Like you were talking about taking that pause during hiking, especially like triggers is such a deep topic and has a lot there that you know, it's good to take a pause, especially after something intense. Maybe we just hiked up some really steep hill, steep hill, and it's a good moment to pause and kind of, you know, sit with the new information you have, but also taking a break for yourself. Mm-hmm. Grab your water bottle, breathe a little, and sit with it. Triggers are something that happen regularly. <laughs> we get practice with them if we can begin to shift our awareness to that's what's happening. So if we suddenly get hit with a wave of something really big that jolts us or potentially feels destabilizing in the moment as it's happening, 
like we can get really irritated or annoyed or scared or shaken or jolted by something. And it's not until we we pause to realize that it's not about the thing that we think we're upset about. It's the meaning that it had or what it reminded us of. So I'm curious for for you, Sarah and Samuel, like as we process our trail mix together, um, what things have you been noticing as we've been talking about this topic as far as what experiences from your past are are impacting you maybe in how you reflect on your own growth? We've talked about nurturing our inner plants and what things feel I guess it's probably a bit of a spectrum, like on one, on one side of it, we might be more fully integrated where we feel like we've processed and digested and learned all the good lessons from something and really grown from it. And, um, it's really settled in our nervous system. It doesn't hold a charge anymore. It doesn't activate us and trigger us anymore. And maybe on the other end of the spectrum, we feel really vulnerable. We have a um, maybe a, um, more sensitive nervous system, more easily activated or triggered or vulnerable or shaky. You kind of have to find the language that resonates with you the most and how you want to describe it. But if you were to kind of draw a spectrum a little bit of um, where are the things that we talked about triggers as being a map, like where do I need to go that needs some work? What needs more time and attention? As I thought about um, this, this, or I reflected on what you uh, prompted us with, you know, I can't say that all that I've um, am fully integrated in all my triggers. What I can say is I have all the tools now or I've been given a large tool chest that I can use and I can pull from whenever I am in a situation where something has triggered me or, um, you know, I, not, or, but, (laughs) uh, you know, I wanted to say, oh, I want to be fully integrated. And I don't, for me, I, I don't know that that's going to be possible. Um, But what I can say is, I'm partially integrated. I'm integrated enough that when I come into these, when something happens and, or there's some sort of trigger, you know, I'm at a point where I can just turn to my tool chest almost subconsciously and say, and ask myself questions or um, manage the situation so that I'm not emotionally charged, or at least the charge is reduced greatly. And I can be curious about what I'm going through instead of completely reactive um, and shutting down or doing the whole flight or fight, fight, flight, fawn uh, response. You know, I I don't, I don't shut down anymore. I can just be curious and inquisitive about, oh, what, what, I, I recognize that my heart is beating a little faster. I recognize that I feel slightly charged. I wonder what that was. And then I can be curious and go back and say like, oh, okay this happened, which made me think of this, which then set me off. Interesting. I wonder, like, let me feel that feel. 
if I can, I can say, okay, let's feel that feeling. Like what's coming up. Like I can sit there and process it. If not, I can say, you know what, like right now is not a really good time for me to process this body. I appreciate you bringing this to my attention. Um, but you know, I'm driving my car and now's not a really good time to like, (laughs) you know, pull over in a six lane highway and, and, um, you know, do some trauma work. (laughs) Yeah. And also that could cause some trauma. (laughs) It could cause some trauma. (laughs) And I can say like, Oh, you know what? I'm meeting with my therapist in a week or I'm, you know, like I can table this and I can journal it down or or make a note about it and be like, Hey, this, this stuck with me and then bring it to her. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of where I am. Yeah. I definitely don't think that we have, from my standpoint, at least, I don't know that we ever get fully integrated in all areas. I think we make progress in maybe certain themes. Like if there's, if we could kind of categorize, it's interesting when I do EMDR with clients, we, um, have different cards that have different negative cognitions or beliefs about ourselves and they can put them in piles of this is true for me. This is not true for me. This is, I'm not sure about it. And, and as we kind of link together, what are those themes? What are the things that keep coming back to me that I keep maybe feeling stuck on or that need some more work? And then we can move our way through and feel a sense of progress not because we're fully integrated whole human beings. I feel like our whole lifetime is meant for continual practice and growth and exploring the different areas and layers and dynamics. That's why I do what I do because I love that process so much. But we can sense where we're feeling more vulnerable or that things are harder for us or more sensitive so that we can say, oh, that that part needs some time and attention. But I liked how you worded that, Sarah, that it was like, you've got the tools, you, you're becoming more aware, it sounds like, so that you notice whenever something's coming up for you, that you're able to then evaluate, like, is this the time that I can do this? Or do I need to kind of pause until I have my session with my therapist, or if I'm going to journal on it, or whatever I want to do with it. But you know that it's something that's trying to get your attention so that it can have the work. I think it's really important for me in those moments to remember all of that or, you know, and I can't always remember it. I have to turn to my notes to say like, what's my tool? Like, what else can I use? Cause it's when you're being flooded with emotion or mm-hmm. triggered, um, you know, I can't just readily recall what I'm supposed to do, but I can, I have all my post-it notes <laughs> and I, re- I write like leave post-it notes all over my house of, you know, just notice um, and be curious as to, and say why, or, you know, all the things my therapist and I go over, or we talk about in, um, all of these episodes are, you know, I do, I have, I ha- I can't just remember it all. So I write it all down. Um, and also I wish this with- was a, I wish this was a video podcast so that people could see behind you on your wall. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, just trying to count maybe 15 different post-it notes or something. I don't know, a whole slew of, I'm sure you're organizing all things, all kinds of things in your work and your but life. I, do, but I, I love post-it notes. I, love I post-it see notes. that. I see that. But I think you're right. <laughs> we need that little bit of a reminder, right? Because we forget yeah. and we come back and we forget and we come back and that post-it note gives us a chance 
to come back and remember. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of wanted to bring my perspective in because I was thinking about this question and what comes up for me, not to switch gears so quick, <laughs> but is um, like my ADHD and kind of how a lot of things just feel like distractions that I have to get through and kind of observing things between, you know, something trying to grab my attention and something my body's trying to tell me, it seems like a little different. Uh, with the trigger being a little bit more deeper and jarring. From my perspective before, I still have the end result of being distracted. And so I kind of view it as, ah, another distraction, another you know piece of stimuli I have to deal with. When now that I've sat with it and we've talked about, you know, we've been talking about triggers for a minute now, just kind of how it feels different than a distraction and how like, I've taken more times to be purposeful whenever I feel the difference between a trigger and a distraction, being able to sit with the trigger and just saying, oh, that jarred me a little bit. What does that mean? Like uh, something with ADHD is you're constantly aware of your stimuli and it seems to be grabbing for your attention, but taking some moments with these triggers and understanding, hey, everybody has this and it's my body trying to tell me something uh, I've tried to be more purposeful with those moments and figure out why did that happen or what is that bringing up for me? Mm -hmm. What's going on with that? Yeah, I like the the idea of the word um, stimulus and then having parentheses that are blank, like as a pause and you can widen how long your pause is before you have your response. Hmm. So stimulus parentheses, like open parentheses that you just kind of in that pause is where you kind of can evaluate like what's what's happening here, what's coming up for me. That's giving my brain a chance to come back online instead of feeling just jolted, flipped lid, reactive in our trauma brain and our feeling brain, that limbic part of our brain that's taking us somewhere else, which is what triggers do. They take us out of the present into an unresolved memory. So having that pause is giving a chance for our prefrontal cortex to come back online, to be able to be in the present in our functional adult to say, oh, because remember our prefrontal cortex has a timestamp that says I'm here now. I'm safe now. I'm in my functional adult now. So this is where I can make the connections and the meaning and have the parts of my brain communicating to each other again before I decide how I want to respond. And sometimes I think of that, um, just how I talk to myself. I've been trying to thank my amygdala more recently. I know that isn't necessarily, I mean, it is with triggers, right? It's what goes through kind of, it's part of the pass through. So just the other day, I, I don't remember what happened, but I was kind of like, in a rushed moment, I was feeling stressed and then I kind of felt triggered in some ways. And I was like, really now? <laughs> like I'm already in a late rush hurry. And then I took pause and I was like, well, I am appreciative that my amygdala has got my back. And mm -hmm. so I thanked my amygdala and I was like, you know what, this isn't a problem I can deal with right now, but I hear you and I'm going to put a pin in it and come back to it. So uh, I thought that's worked really that. well. Yeah. And it goes back to the whole purpose of the brain is for survival. Like the amygdala is a hundred percent 
keeping us alive every single day. Like we're here yeah. is because we've survived. That doesn't mean that we don't have unresolved work to do and things that we need to be able to store differently in our brain so they don't keep activating us. Um, we don't want to stay in that heightened fight and flight mode all the time. The point is so that it gets our attention, wakes us up a little bit to say, oh yeah, that's something I need to come back to circle back to that, put more time and attention into that so that it can be, um, heard and witnessed and seen and felt. And in that it feels more resolved in my nervous system. So it gets stored differently. I can find the meaning in it and it, and it moves to my prefrontal cortex where I can have understanding and a timestamp to know that that isn't still happening now. I can be in the present now. You know, speaking of being in the present now, talking about trail mix reminded me that, you know, we talked about, you know, take a moment to get some water, eat the raisins or not eat the raisins or combine the raisins with the pretzel and a M&M and then you get the whole thing. But, um, you know, we also stop when we need to take trail mix to see how far to take the break, to see how far we've come and to see where we are. And I think that we keep kind of, we're talking about that right here and right now. So hopefully, um, you know, when we think of trail mix, also think about, you know, re reflecting, um, back on, you know, where, how far we've come, what we've done, what we've gone through, but also like you're just saying, um, Julie, being here now, like looking around and being present and taking in the view, because if you're just trudging along the entire time, you know, hiking's great, but you got to like watch for rocks and roots and poison ivy. And, you know, sometimes you have to check the map. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's giving you map. a chance to pause and check the map. Like, what are the things that I need to notice? Exactly. I think that's I really that helpful. Was. Yeah, that's good. So bringing it to a step of, of action, it's like, what do I do with the trigger that's happening? The unconscious thing that's becoming uh, more aware because I'm aware, because I'm noticing, because I'm paying attention there's something I can do in that to be responsive, which is like that idea of a secure attachment that we've talked about. That's how to reparent ourselves um, with love and nurture to say, I'm listening. I see you. I hear you. Even when Samuel just gave the example of having to pause something. Um, Thanks for having my back. I see you. I need to, I need to tend to something. And I, I mean, it, it is, a matter of making sure that we do circle back, you know, and that's what I think these trail mix episodes are helpful for because we can keep pushing, pushing, pushing and pressing and moving forward, but not really integrating and not really taking the time to make it more experiential and reflective. And it's a huge, um, gift that our, uh, prefrontal cortex give us, gives us in the ability to be reflexive to be able to think about thinking and, and sit with and notice so that we can uh, become more aware, more alert, more attentive, more attuned. I would totally listen. You know, that, uh, that brings me back to the deep breath episode that we just uh, released. Um, 
just even hearing your voice in that mode. (laughs) (laughs) You recognized a similar tone. (laughs) Yeah. To be fair, I was just editing it. So it's at the, you know, (laughs) it's right at the forefront of your mind. Yeah. I do. Well, let's knock out one more question before we go. Is, Is that okay with you? I started reading a new book, um, last night by Shauna Shapiro and I liked what um, she was talking about just in the very beginning that what you practice grows stronger. And so reflect on what do you want to grow, which I think really speaks to the unconscious becoming conscious of whatever it is that we're doing, that we practice, that we keep repeating, that we um, bring into awareness we're going to grow that. So if, if we focus a lot and ruminate on frustration and being irritated and all the things that are going wrong, we'll grow that. That'll become a stronger pathway in our brain. Um, if we want to grow being aware or noticing, we practice that and then we become more aware. Um, we could want to grow or practice being loving or kind Um, the more we practice that it grows stronger. It's like, we're building muscles. We're building emotional, relational, mental muscles that we keep reinforcing it, reinforcing it. It grows stronger. And maybe at first it feels kind of bumpy and awkward to be like, what is this thing of slowing down or being mindful or taking a deep breath? Like it might feel bumpy or you don't remember it at first, but the more you do it, you're like, this is, the brain loves that, like having a template that it just keeps going back over because it goes, mm. I know how to do that. It becomes more um, just a part of us, more fully integrated. Um, and I saw another thing that I really like too, that says that we unconsciously repeat what we don't consciously repair. Mm. We unconsciously repeat what we don't consciously repair. So becoming more aware of the things that we want to do the work on and repair them so that we don't just go mindlessly through our, our day and our relationships with repeating things that are broken and instead saying, I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to, I'm going to see the things that, um, that need, the time and attention and repair them. And then we can become more conscious and more, it's like a whole theme that's running through our, how to be a healthy human is this, at least lately, it's been this becoming more conscious, more present noticing. So yeah, check out the deep breath that that new segment that is very short. It's every other week. It's only like three minutes long. So everybody has time for it. And it can kind of be that pause on the path to notice your feet and notice where you are and, and keep building that muscle just little by little by little, and it will strengthen it and grow it. I dig it. I think that's one of the ways that you can kind of incorporate in you into your week too. Or even going back and listening to stuff uh, after doing mom's deep breath episode. You know, it might be something that I pull up a couple times instead of just mm-hmm. the once, especially because it's so quick. Um, you know, I do think of this podcast sometimes as bringing this information to the forefront of your mind, 
like we've talked about some of this information before, but getting into the practice, using that as a muscle, I think that's what this whole show is about. Mm -hmm. I love that. Didn't really cover anything anecdotal. You know, you asked the question, how has your past impacted your ability um, to support your reparenting? Do you experience your past traumas as fully slash partially or mostly <laughs> integrated? And I think that's, you know, I've kind of taken these last couple of minutes to wonder, you know, why am I not, why isn't anything coming to mind? Because it's really helpful when we can share our experiences. And to be fully honest, like I think I'm in a, a week of my life that there's a lot going on and it's and, and anecdotally, I feel a little bit dry, like I have nothing to share, but this is a great prompt to say, hey, why don't, maybe you need to take some time and reflect and take deep breaths and think about everything that's been going on and uh, take my own trail mix moment mm. um, because there's, yeah, there has been a lot going on. So mm. listeners, <laughs> I hope you, I hope you're taking this moment. Um, and these, those deep breath moments and also reflecting on, um, this wonderful question because I need to do a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to be where you are that, that, mm -hmm. you know, it's not that you're looking to produce something all the time or to perform or to have this neat, tidy story that goes with it. It's living real life and being where you are and noticing that that's part of being human too. So I'm glad that you shared that, Sarah. You get to be human like the rest of us. That's one of my affirmations I say to myself. It's like, <laughs> I get to be human like everybody else because sometimes we expect and have this standard of ourselves that is so high. And it's like, I get to be human like everybody else, which is a good thing. It's a good mm -hmm. thing. Humans are amazing and complex and wonderful and dynamic. And so- we're leaning into that. Thank you, Julie. It's good to be with you both and all you listeners out there. Agreed. I'm glad that we can take this time. We just sat down, the three of us, and kind of scheduled out the rest of season three. So I'm super pumped. It's going to be awesome. Um, and a great, you know, reference guide to go back to. I'd encourage you to go through some of our prior episodes and just finding what trail mixes you can pull, you know, out of the whole of the podcast. Where's the chocolate chunks of, you know, uh, boundaries or coming back to home base or regulation, whatever it may be. Um, yeah, I dig it. Cool. Well, thanks everyone for listening to our show, Community Roots. Um, we're so glad that you could join us. Thanks, Sarah and Mom for joining me as well. Um, yeah, I hope you have a good week and we'll talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Bye.